Good morning, everyone. My name is Brian Adams. My Dharma name is Wan Seung Dok. I am a member of the Philadelphia Temple. I'd like to take a moment to introduce my wife, Desi Adams. She and I have been uh, practicing at the Philadelphia Temple for almost five years now. And we are very, very happy to be here today to join you. Uh, we have known members of this Sangha for many years and have joined you from long distance for quite a while, and we're so happy to see you in person. I wanted to say a couple of words today about chanting, Namu Amitabhu, because I consider this Sangha my chanting home. Um, in fact, coming here to talk about chanting, I feel like I'm going to a beehive to talk about uh, honey. <laughs> so I'll, I'll share my, my poor reflections with you, and I hope uh, they're helpful. When I first joined the temple, uh, I did not chant. I had never chanted. And I had meditated, and I had a little qigong, a little tai chi, and what happens when I encounter something new is I go, ooh, no thank you. So everyone was chanting, so I chanted. But I chanted like a third grader doing the Pledge of Allegiance. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States. I did not have any heart. I did not have any soul. I was doing it because I was supposed to do it. I didn't understand the idea that there was a purpose, a purpose of forming one-pointed mind. If I had one-pointed mind, it was, how long is this going to take? Are we finished? And I went that way for a long time. In fact, I was not particularly interested in learning how to chant. It, I didn't see what the purpose was. Meditation could give single-pointed mind, I thought. I didn't know why we had to chant. And then, there was a turning point. I went to a retreat at the Wandharma Center, and there were a number of members of the Sangha there. And the first night of that retreat, they led the chanting program. And it was the most beautiful thing I'd ever seen. There was an energy and a purpose and a sincerity that I was caught up in that and I chanted with my whole heart for the first time. So my first real experience of one-pointed mind in chanting was the sincerity of chanting wholehearted. Wholehearted chanting. So I was very excited to go back to my temple and begin chanting in person in earnest. And that was great for a little while. But slowly it started to wear off that idea of sincerity. You can't really practice sincerity. It's kind of state of being that I sort of picked up secondhand. It couldn't drive my own practice. So I was kind of lost again for a while. And then one time, in a guided meditation, the Cumanim said something offhand that made a profound difference. He said, now listen with your Tantian. Oh, wow. And I realized, oh, 
that car that just passed by outside. I heard it, but I also felt it. A sound is a vibration, and I felt the vibration in my belly, and I was listening with my tanjian, just... And so then the next time I chanted, I listened with my tanjian, and I felt that vibration, and that became a new point of one-pointed mind that sustained me. I started resting in that, and ah, ah. So now I was interested, and I started to go to the uh, scripture book for the method of chanting meditation. What can I learn? How can I do this? And I got a little disappointed. It was telling me how to sit and how to stand, but it wasn't telling me what to do, how to do it. It was kind of like uh, reading a book on how to ride a bicycle. You get on the seat, you pedal, and don't fall down. Ah, at some point, you just got to get on the bicycle and do it. When that mock toss starts, nobody can chant for you. You have to chant yourself. So I realized I was in there to find it on my own. And I worked as best I could for a while. And then the pandemic hit, and we were locked down, and no more services. No more chanting. That's bad. And no, that's good. Because the ministers at the one institute almost immediately before any other online services were available, began offering nightly chanting at 9 p.m. And my wife wanted to do it, so I said, okay, I'll come along. And so from that first time, we joined every night at 9 p.m. to chant. And I learned that I hadn't been chanting at all. Chanting one time a week for five minutes is not chanting like chanting every night for 25 minutes. That was chanting boot camp. And chanting for 25 minutes is a physical exertion, and I had to learn what to do. So I learned to relax, and I learned to listen, and I learned to pace myself. And over time, the mind just sort of gets tired of doing what it does when it chants. And the mind sort of fell away. And the one point in mind became that union of the body and the mind vibrating and chanting, and that word over and over again, Namu Amitabhu, I take refuge in my original nature. Namu Amitabhu, I take refuge in my original nature. It sort of becomes like a depth charge. You don't think, it goes down and it acts. And it goes down and it acts. And every time it's different, and every time it's new. And it keeps it fresh and alive, and that was wonderful. And the next thing I learned is that at the beginning of every session, we were told, set an intention for your chanting. And I went for a week hearing that, and I didn't know what to do. So finally I asked, what, kind, what do you do for an intention? And I was told, whatever works for you tonight. You can dedicate the merit of your chanting to something, if you need something special in your own practice, you dedicate your mind to that. It could be as simple as, tonight I'm going to make sure I reside in my Dantian. And that changed everything. A momentary point of focus for each session. I had one pointed mind for my intention for that moment. And with all this in place, the chanting became not just a exercise, not just words in my head, but it became a prayer. 
I pray to take refuge in my original nature. I pray to take refuge in my original nature. Sometimes it became a vow. I vowed to take refuge in my original nature. And there was so much meaning and so much difference. So I learned that instead of seeking what is one-pointed mind, just chant and one-pointed mind will come to you in some way. Just like everyone rides a bicycle differently, there's a different path for chanting for each person that you're there to find on your own as you pedal and steer and fall off and pedal and steer and fall off. So my advice would be chant as often as you can for as long as you can and see what happens. Thank you.